Hey folks, my name is Ian Navarro and I am pleased to be your host for Culinary Connections Distribution Dialogues where we dive into the heart of the food service industry, really giving you an inside look at what happens behind the scenes both as a brand or as a distributor. Unlock exclusive insights, captivating stories, and cutting-edge sales and marketing strategies that both brands and distributors are leveraging in today's rapidly evolving realm of food consumption and digital content. Stay at the forefront of industry trends, innovations as we connect with artisans, disruptors, innovators, and leaders in the food service distribution space. Tune in for a front row seat to the pulse of culinary commerce, where with every episode we explore the ever-changing business of food. There really isn't anything for professionals in our industry to turn to for guidance, advice, and real talk. There is now. This podcast is for those thirsty to learn more about what's going on in the world of distribution. I'm super excited to bring to you this podcast. I hope you all enjoy. Welcome to the Navarro Culinary Connection Studio, headquartered in Denver, Colorado. Uh, we have our inaugural podcast of Distribution Dialogue Culinary Connections with Ben Walker, recently announced the Chief Revenue Officer of Baldor Foods, uh, based out of uh, New York, New York. We are privileged to have you. Thank you for joining us, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. Well, as an outsider in the industry, being in distribution, uh, I think I share the sentiment with many people that Baldor is viewed as the premier distributor in North America. And if you're in North America, it's likely the world. And there's so many conversations I've had with distributors and food service professionals across the country mm -hmm. that Baldor's name gets mentioned all the time. And, and as you know, just it is the the Yankees, the Neiman Marcus, the premier brand in distribution. And so it's a privilege to have you. Um, for those that don't know anything about Baldor, why don't you give us kind of the, the quick and dirty about who you are and, and what you guys do for customers? Happy to. And, and thanks for the kind words. It's, it's great to be, uh, it's great to, you know, sit back and, and hear people say things like that. Cause you know, coming to work and hustling every day, you don't, you don't really necessarily know how the rest of the country perceives you. You're only as good as your last delivery, right? So, so hear you say that, I really appreciate it. Um, a little bit of context on, on who Baldor Specialty Foods is. Um, for those of you who are familiar with the Balducci uh, store, we were actually born out of a gourmet store named Balducci's in Greenwich Village that became very popular in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. The name Baldor is actually uh, from Balducci Doria. Doria was another family that was involved with the grocery store. We ran a wholesale arm out of the back of the store, and it was a near disaster, right? Selling to chefs in a grocery store ch in a setting, wanting terms, wiping you out of your chanterelles and your, your broccoli robin was new at the time. Um, wasn't a good mix. Uh, so Andy Balducci looked at his son-in-law, Kevin Murphy, in 1991, said, you know, take the van, take Eddie, who's, who's still with us now. Eddie was uh, the head of transportation at the time. And take Baldor out on the road and see what you can do with it. Um, so fast forward now 33 years, we are uh, four distribution centers, about 2,500 employees, over 400 trucks, uh, 15,000 customers from Portland, Maine to Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we made um, our mark in produce. Um, 
up until about 10 years ago, we were strictly produce. We, we went into the specialty grocery sector about 10 years ago, and now we're, we're closing in on about 50% produce, 50% non-produce, which is composed of dairy, grocery, uh, meat, and seafood. Um, so we want to be, um, you know, a full catalog provider. You know, we don't like to use the word broadliner. Uh, we really play in the, the high-end niche, uh, ultra-transparent, ultra-high-quality uh, really pride ourselves with uh, service, um, and yeah, amazing. Uh, you know, for those tuning in, one of the things I think for myself that that I've really worked hard in my career is is networking and and trying to find a way to better my career and develop myself. Uh, and oftentimes, within independent distribution. You know, we don't have the luxury of just having intensive training programs. And when you're limited to four DCs, right, like you you only understand what's within your organization. So I always wanted to try to cultivate my network with other thought leaders, which is Ben and I connected, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, and we've maintained contact. And, you know, whenever we had an idea or a uh, maybe a potential product that, that, you know, have you heard of this or what's working over in New York could potentially work in the Southeast. And, you know, I tried to, to build a network of people that um, I could, could grow with. And I would look at the industry. Um, a lot of my friends who are accountants or lawyers, there's a lot of professional organizations that help cultivate, uh, you know, yourself as a, as a professional. And I, I found that the, the food service distribution network really just didn't offer that. And so, um, it's been great keeping up with Ben and, and learning and watching from afar, uh, seeing you guys grow. And, and for me, this podcast is important for the person that's the next Ben Walker, uh, the next Ian, who is early in their career, that's the street salesperson, knocking on the doors, trying to figure out, you know, who am I in the next 15, 20 years? And, uh, I don't think you go to college or, or when you're in high school and you say, I'm going to be in distribution. That's something that, it, that I'm going to get into. And um, it's been a career that has brought a lot to me and my family. And it's opened the eyes to me of how food gets to the table. And it's so exciting to go to a restaurant and you, when, when you're able to know that you've had a hand in putting product on that menu uh, and you know the dynamic of how the chef orders and what happens at the warehouse, it's um, it's something that's hard to replace. And then even when you go to a retailer and you look and you see the, the product on the shelf at the retailer and you, you think to yourself, I know the owner of that farm, I've been there. And just creating that that um, that connection has, has been super great to me. Uh, and that's you know, I wanted to bring sh stories that um, from you to others uh, on how to better themselves in their career. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about how you started your journey in, in distribution uh, and how you got to where you are today. Sure, happy to. Well, like you, Ian, I've, we've always been in love with food, right? And typically as a young kid, you want to have a restaurant and, you know, you will want to be a chef and I almost went down that career, but decided to get a traditional undergraduate degree first. Went to Ohio State, uh, go Bucks, and had a, had a great four years there. Um, over my summers, I uh, worked at uh, my favorite restaurant growing up, Houston's or Hillstone, 
for many of you who know it, um, just just one of the best in class operators out there. Fell in love with New York and the energy and the vibrancy of the hospitality industry. Um, wasn't too um, wasn't too satisfied with the grocery store chain, and at the same time, this little company was starting up called Fresh Direct, an online uh, food uh, e-tailer. And you know, this is just during the dot com explosion, and um, I was like, I got, you know, I was on a fifth store fifth story walk up, ordered my first order. And the first box, opened the first box, and there's this giant chocolate chip cookie in there that says, thank you for your first order. And I just had this epiphany that this was going to be a disruptive industry. You know, people ordering their food online, getting it delivered um, with the data and recommendations and customization that a digital experience could bring, I knew was going to be the future. Uh, so I went back, finished up school, um, got up, stuck my way into Fresh Direct, had an amazing uh, five years there, um, startup culture, you know, you get to do everything, a little bit of marketing, creative operations, R&D, pricing, you name it. So really cut my teeth there. And while managing uh, prepared foods and doing some produce for them, I met this company called Baldor. And they um, were my best supplier. They came to me twice a day. They, they custom chopped all my fruits and veggies for, for my kitchens and for some of our retail lines. Uh, met TJ Murphy. Um, you know, the owner's son at the time started a relationship with him. And, you know, when it was time for me to think about, you know, my next chapter, um, I knew that Baldor with that, with that amazing dedication to service and quality, uh, but they were lacking on the branding and digitization and all those things we did really well at Fresh Direct. So, um, you know, spoke to TJ over, over many years and eventually, um, you know, when his father got sick in 2012, uh, he called me up and uh, twisted my arm and, um, I've been at Baldor ever since. Amazing. So kind of talking a little bit about disruption, innovation, again, Baldor is viewed, you know, at the pinnacle of distribution. Um, what's the mindset within Baldor when it comes to, you know, uh, going to market, um, offering, you know, products and services to customers, right? And in the New York market uh, and all the markets that you serve along the East Coast, those are arguably some of the most competitive markets in the world to sell food. You've got a ton of choices when it is, like if I wanted to buy uh, lemons, limes, insert the particular product that live within the, the walls of, of Baldor, how are you guys working to message, curate um, the, the product mix and, um, you know, the, the message to the customer? What's important and, and what are you guys thinking about? You know, well, where we started is, is very different than where we are today. There was, you know, we're across from, you know, Hunts Point Terminal Market. There's hundreds of, of, of food distributors that um, were operating, you know, during our early days. And, you know, a lot of things back in, you know, the early, early 90s, you know, late 80s, people went and they picked up their food. You know, we, we you know, Kevin, our founder, um, his companies that he looked up to was actually FedEx and UPS. And he saw an opportunity in the market that didn't see, you know, a very sophisticated, polished delivery food distributor that had that stood for quality and service. And 
you know, he being one of the most motivated, hungry, passionate founders, I think probably, you know, in this industry's existence, just out hustled everybody and didn't take no for an answer and got, you know, woke up earlier, got to customers um, first, you know, in full, you know, we were the first to do uh, computer generated invoicing. Um, so we always look to do things differently. We look to do things faster and better uh, with great uh, quality and service. Our people has always been a big differentiator for us, you know, hiring amazing salespeople that know how to relate to chefs who, who chefs want to work with. And, you know, with the right people, um, a chef's going to give you a shot if you, if you ask for a shot, right? You got to know um, how not to uh, bite off more than you can chew. And you're going you're gonna to win volume and business over time by servicing the customer. And that's, that's, been, our, that's been our philosophy since day one. Um, you know, as we built scale, it allowed us to have a little bit more fun. It allowed us to differentiate our offerings. Um, it allowed for us to invest in our, in our digital platforms, which I think really helped open up Baldor beyond just a produce company um, that really allowed us to communicate our sources and what makes farm special to really talk about why this berry is three times the price of this berry um, and really help us curate and, and really, you know, what I think is my, what I know is my favorite part of this job is discovering the ingredients that get us excited, um, messaging those to our chefs and customers, because uh, that's what we do, right? We're, we're given the paint to, to, to an artist to be able to, to paint a beautiful picture. Our job is just to figure out how to, how to tell them the different paint colors that, that exist and get it to them when they need it. So it's changed along the way, and, um, but I think it all comes back to, um, you know, do what you say you're going to do, service the client, and, you know, I think that's why people choose Baldor first is because we just outservice everybody. We take an order up until midnight for early drop the next day, 6,000 orders on our website, um, you know, extremely low minimums, you know, also, you know, a lot of the same ingredients that made you successful in your prior roles. Uh, it's not rocket science, but you got to be you got to be hungry. You got to you got to fight for it and you got to you got to you got to hustle. Yeah, I'd agree. The the service component, I think, is the, the key part because, you know, let's just say Baldor wanted to move to Seattle, right, and put an outpost in Seattle. The reality is there's really good companies out there that are serving restaurants right now. And I think when you're looking at acquisitions or organic growth is what's the purpose, what's the value proposition you're bringing to the customer? Because people, we could buy man-packing lettuce from many different people. The sun-kissed lemons, you, you insert the product. It's what are you doing to serve the customer? And as you know, in distribution, nothing is perfect. There's going to be a truck that arrives late. There's going to be seasonality that comes to play, shortages. The truck gets hit by a train. Like, there's just so many things that happen when you're trying to serve the customer. And I would openly tell customers all the time, if you're looking for a perfect company, we're not the perfect company because we're going to make a mistake but it's how we respond to the mistake that's going to you know set ourselves apart from everybody else and you know one of those things i think we both are in a world of maybe more digital first digital mindset to enhance the customer experience which has been a totally unconventional world for most food distributors it's been very rep reliant everything is hand done uh which you know can decrease efficiencies 
you know, and, and we would, you know, say a lot, they, we want companies to do business with, uh, the name on the, on the, the wall or the truck and not necessarily, you know, I love Ben, but Ben moves to a diff- different company and now Ben gets all my, my business just because I love Ben, not necessarily the products and services. As you look to deploy digital strategies within distribution, you know, what role does the salesperson have within your organization to cultivate relationship and, and drive sales when you do have a tool, you know, essentially to help sell? Yeah, and I, I come from a world where we didn't have salespeople, right? Fresh Direct, you had a website and people came and bought things and you spent a lot of money on marketing, you know? Um, so it's been a real eye-opening experience to come here and just sit and watch. I didn't get into sales until, you know, about five, six years ago at Baldora. And I got to see the power of human relationship and there's nothing more powerful in a business transaction than the relationship itself. And, you know, we had um, some amazing salespeople that had, you know, mega books of business that everybody knew in that they've been with us 15, 20 years. And I saw that, you know, those individuals are really who helped us build this business. You know, it's one door on one door at a time, like I was saying earlier, and no website or digital platform is just going to going to win you the business it's going to it's going to complement the business Um, but it starts with somebody it starts with somebody asking for a shot and you can sell the website it's transparency and all the bells and whistles sure Um, but what our job is as a food service distributor is to make our restaurants and partners successful and there needs to be someone at the helm of that partnership and that's that's the sales executive and we will never deviate from that. Uh, we're actually double downing um, our, you know, our, our commitment to making sure we have the right number of folks on the road eating in our restaurant, spending time um, with our chefs and business partners. Um, and no, no, no technology is, is going to change that. I think it actually will go the other way, especially as we become just immersed in technology from the morning we wake up until the time we go to bed, um, that, that people are going to be, you know, those instruments that set you apart. And, and we're going to continue to double down in that area as well. Amazing. Yeah, I think it's uh, the technology isn't, you know, looking to eliminate jobs. It's really to enhance that relationship and remove some of the burden that I think most people at this point in life, right, um, whether you're online banking, you can pull your own, you know, I want to see how much I spent from September to the end of September, you don't need to go into a bank. You don't need to call. You can do some self-help. And, you know, I, I said earlier this week to someone, if you think about why people are calling into customer service or to your salesperson is, I need a credit. Where's my truck? What's the price on something? I'm ready to place an order. Or do you stock? Like, those are the five main reasons why traffic is congesting maybe your customer service line. And if you, you have the ability to provide some of the tools where I don't need to talk to someone, I just need a quick price on what Reggiano is, um, I can find it on my own. Does your customer service traffic decrease, allowing them to provide better service to your, your current customer base? There's nothing more frustrating as a customer, regardless of the industry, when you feel like you have to be off of the phone. They're just in a hurry to get you off to get to the next person. And so if you, you give resources to 
your team and your customers where they can provide that value on their own, your team can then provide value and find new menu opportunity that they can bring and present to the customer as opposed to just very reactive in nature uh, tasks. And um, historically, that's just the way the business has been. And it's, um, you know, again, the standard, in, in my opinion, Baldor is set from a digitized uh, online platform, but also the way that you guys go to market from a marketing standpoint, right? If you look at social, which for most distribution companies is a very complex uh, thing. Heck, it's complex just as an individual. I'm not on Facebook. Now you got TikTok, you have LinkedIn, you have Instagram, you have Twitter. Where do you invest your time and how do you do it? It's so complicated for so many people. Um, when you look at the material that you guys produce in your content, to me, it's best in class. Walk through how that's kind of evolved and what the, the team mentality is and the approach to uh, marketing in today's environment. Sure. Well, I'll, t I'll take you back because we, you know, we barely had a marketing team when I when I joined. We didn't even have, you know, brand guidelines. We were a white truck on the road and we were just a food distributor. Right. There was no color um, to the brand and what, what we stood for and what we represented. So um, for me, I leaned real hard into, into creative. I, I'd spent about a year at a really amazing design for a company called Fab.com, believe it or not. And we, you know, we kind of took creative to an extreme in terms of loud color and just have fun. And when I came here, I brought some of the design folks with me and I constantly challenged them to, you know, get weird, have fun, do things different, right? No, no food distributor or produce company was um, thinking about how to, and this is in the early days of Instagram, how to engage um, users. So like, for instance, Sumo Citrus was brand new and we dressed them up like sumo wrestlers and we had them fight each other and it was a short, you know, Instagram just to get people to start following us and just to get users and to show people that we were going to do things differently, that, that there was a lot of, there's new youthfulness to the brand and the company. And, um, it kind of just started to take off and that turned into the website where I wanted, you know, the cleanliness of the, of the white, you know, website, you know, a Google type feel where you can find whatever you're looking for but lean into the photography, lean into the ingredients, let those ingredients speak for them, themselves and, and tell a story. So um, content creative has always been something um, really important for us because it's, it allows us to differentiate from just the truck on the road. And I think that allowed people to see us as um, more than just a produce company. It got, it got us to show them all of our different farms and products and um, that you know, we were going to just do things differently in, in general. And I think it helped us set that disruptor mindset that I think we've been come to be known as. No question. And as a sales professional, having that backbone, uh, you know, it, it's, it's already difficult to sell. But when you have the company creating brand awareness b behind you, it helps, uh, you know, when you walk in with the Baldor vest on, right? Like, people are already interested because they, they have the brand recognition as opposed to, you know, hey, it's Ian with Ian's Produce Company. 
they want to talk to Chef about, you know, get, getting the business. Does Ian's Produce Company have visibility? What's the value proposition there? But when when the brand has been building the way that you guys have, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to go in and storytell the value you can bring to the customer through the products and services that that are provided through it. Um, getting into that, I, I think, you know, man, as as a salesperson in general or doing distribution in any markets challenging, what's it like to deliver in the most populated city in North America? Like what are what are some of the things that you have to deal with that maybe someone that's delivering in Oklahoma City they they may not have to deal with? Besides a million dollars in parking tickets? Um, <laughs> you, you know, lots of things, you know. The Pope's in town, there's a parade, there's a sewer explosion, like you name it, you can't make it up. Um, there's there's always constant challenges and um, you know, it's you know, New York is 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 our hometown, it's our headquarters and you know, it's it also you know, the challenges that it has, it also brings you great density. You know, we put over a um, hundred trucks in the, in, the, in the island of Manhattan a day. Um, so a really small geographical, um, you know, landmass where you can build great density is also something that could be really special for a distributor, right, in terms of economics. Um, but I think what's, what's great about New York is there's so much diversity. There's so much appreciation and respect for high quality ingredients. You need to have top shelf service or you're just not going to survive here. Um, so the, the demands from the market met exactly what we were trying to do. Um, and you know, if, if you, you know what they say, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And we bring that, we bring that hustle everywhere. Uh, we went to Boston after New York, we had some very big customers bring us there. We had no interest in expanding, but, um, some, you know, we kind of got, you know, told we need you to come to, to Boston. Um, so we've been there for, for, you know, almost 20 years now. Uh, same thing happened in DC and Philadelphia. And, you know, we got some, some plans for, for doing more. So, um, every city has its challenges, New York, especially. Um, but you know, it's, you know, you bring that, you know, that grit and fire and you figure it out and, you know, it's, you just gotta, you just gotta, you know, run faster than the people next to you. How many, um, how many texts from family members and friends do you get of a Baldor truck? Like just saw your truck. This, you know, definitely a lot, you know, I think, you know, hashtag Baldor spotted. I think, you know, people, um, you know, do it once or twice. And then they, they see a battle truck every day for the rest of their lives. It probably loses a little bit of excitement after, you know, cause it feels like we're, we're following you. Um, but definitely I feel like in my first five years here, people know, I feel like I had no idea who Baldor was. And then, you know, after a few years we were, we were growing in size mm -hmm. and, um, you would say, I'd be like, oh, I think I know what that is. Um, you know, people think that we're paying, um, Fox and friends because we're, our truck is always perfectly positioned right, right outside time. at the right time. And they, you guys are such brilliant marketers. And how do you, how do you get that spot, you know, 7am and I'm like, we have a hundred trucks, uh, on you the know, island. can't, can't tell you all of our secrets, but yeah, a lot, just, just good luck. You know, and you, you happen to have a lot of good trucks out of there that I've gotten some, some good publicity over the years. Well, and, and again, going to loyalty and fandom, 
I think it's um, it's rare that we see chefs really cling to a distribution company. You know, n- nobody uh, or few people on the culinary side want it, want people to know who they use, right? That's like a secret of of theirs. But Baldor's definitely built a, a huge fandom within the community. It's a cool brand that chefs want chefs and restaurant want to associate with. And uh, if if you follow Instagram and who is uh, Seussman's, uh, who's got the account and always had, like on a weekly basis has some kind of Baldor meme uh, associated with it. And um, that's got to be a nice little, um, you know, sense of pride. I know sometimes it can be poking fun, but at the same time, uh, I think the intentions are great and there's a lot of loyalty there. Do you, do you follow? Oh, yeah. Eli, Eli Sussman is... Uh... Um, he's built quite a following and he's hilarious. If you're not, if you don't follow him, you should. Um, yeah, luckily I think we're on his good list more than his naughty list. Um, so he's been, (laughs) he's been a good ambassador of the brand. Um, but yeah, we actually, um, have a cool collaboration coming out with, with Eli here around our Baldor bite event in April. Um, so can't, can't tell you all the secrets, but if you're in, in around New York on April 24th, uh, come to Baldor Bite, and uh, you have a chance to to see a cool collab with Eli himself. Well, I had that written down since we're on the topic. You know, Baldor Bite uh, is is coming up in April. It is your your spin on a food show. As someone that's executed food shows, I know how much effort and work it goes into hosting chefs and your vendors and showcasing all your your products and bringing them to life. It's a difficult task, especially on an island like Manhattan. Uh, give us a little glimpse of like, what's the purpose of Bite? Uh, you know, how do you curate it? What do you look to do to make it different? And um, you know, what are you looking forward to? You know, back when um, I took on Bite, you know, the the mission was don't call it a food show, right? Because nobody needs another food show in their life. Um, we, we pulled all of our money from, you know, being involved at fancy or restaurant shows and whatnot. We just didn't see the value. Um, but kind of like the early years where we wanted to, you know, bring the brand along and do things differently and and show that we're not just Mm -hmm. distributor events are a great way to do that. Uh, we don't do a lot of them. And so when we do it, we want to, we want to go, we want to go all out. Um, you know, somehow we keep, you know, doubling the budget every single year. Um, last time we had over 3000 people and it's basically, you know, what is an event chefs and all foodies would want to go to. And it's essentially a big, a big party. Um, 200 of our vendors. Um, we, uh, take creative lead on all the main sponsor booths so they can be built with um, style and, and really fun design and, and really keep it aesthetically pleasing. This year's theme is uh, play with your food. Um, so there's a giant caviar ball pit and a, a giant yeah. cheese shredder clinko board. Um, nice. We had Massimo Batora do keynote, keynote last time. Uh, we turned it into a big after party, you know, food trucks, um, graffiti painting, um, you name it. So it's just get weird again, have fun, create an event that people would want to go to. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. It also allows us to, you know, take the brand to kind of some uncomfortable territories because it's just a one day event. 
Um, so you can see in our, in our branding this year, it's very Lower East Side, um, you know, street art vibe to it. So check out uh, battlefood.com backslash bite, B-I-T-E, and uh, you'll get a sense for what we're all about. Amazing. Uh, while we're on the topic of brands and you're hosting 200 brands and you have so many more that live within the portfolio, um, how, how does a brand effectively uh, work within the Baldor system, add value to the sales team, the purchasers, or how do you get an attention of a buyer at Baldor, right? Like what, what have you seen as a recipe for success that if you're a brand listening and you want to get into distribution and you want to expand, like, you know, what's the, the quick and dirty on how you can be effective in being an attractive resource and partner to somebody like you? Well, first and foremost, you got to have a product that's exciting and differentiated, right? If you're going to, if you're going to get the, the, the attention of a merchant or a category manager, it's gotta be something that, you know, adds value to the end user or, or it's something new and exciting. Um, you know, if you check some of those boxes, you get, you get past first base, um, to get to second and third base, you need to show how you're going to support the sale. Um, you know, we, you know, you say this a lot and distributors are very busy. We have thousands of products from hundreds, if not thousands of farms and partners. Um, you know, we need uh, partnership on the on the vendor and brand side as well. You know, how are we going to hit the street, right? You know, we can do some really cool uh, marketing partnerships and some great, you know, outreach in terms of email, social, website, you name it, targeting. Um, but there needs to be commitment and and and, and really a team that's going to, you know, help drive sales. Um, anchor accounts, right? Always show up to distributor with volume, you know? Um, oh, don't, not just, I have 10 emails of people that want to carry my product. Okay. Who, who are they? Um, how much volume are they willing to commit to? You know, let's verify that. Let's look at that. Um, so for us, you know, especially for our, our top brands, we're looking for feet on the street. Um, you know, we, 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 like RideWiss, we, we require RideWiss with our, with our sales team and our, our top partners, education um, inside our locations to teach and to inspire our sales teams on, on why this product uh, needs to get into our accounts. Um, so yeah, it has to be differentiated. Why is it good for, for us and the customer? Um, how are you gonna help me with economies of scale and velocity to get it off the ground? How are you going to keep me, how are you going to help grow the business? Um, and we really, you know, we also, you know, because I come from the marketing world here, uh, we have a very powerful marketing partnership team uh, where we uh, look to partner with brand. It's not, you know, we don't do slotting fees. We don't require people to take out marketing partnerships, but we have a talented group of people that, um, you know, know how to look at the demographics of our customer base. Who does this item talk to, how do we do real targeted, you know, sampling communication efforts. Um, so, you know, with commitment from the brand or, or partner and the right product, uh, and that's been, that's been, you know, part of our secret sauce. And I think that's why people like working with us is that, you know, we know how to, you know, slice through it and, and, and really help get products off the ground. So uh, another question on on evolution um, of of the brand and and who you guys have become. I think a lot of companies have have 
um, evolved through pandemic, right? Because um, you had to do things and that you that that forced you very quickly in a time period uh, to adapt to things that you probably one would have taken you months to figure out or or, or to implement, and in a short period you you reacted and, and created something new, but. What's something at, at Baldor that maybe didn't exist pre-pandemic that exists now? And is there any type of uh, technology or innovation that, like, today you, you can't live without? You're just like, man, I freaking can't imagine if we didn't have this tool or this piece of equipment, uh, how we would do our job. Yeah, it probably, it's probably pretty, you know, basic or simple. But, you know, the, the power of, you know, Teams and Zoom you know, when you have a when you have an organization that's spread all over um, the globe, it really helps people connect. And we have all you know different chat groups and connectivity of salespeople talking back and forth. Um, and it's really helped us, um, you know, connect our teams. We have uh, sales and customer support uh, now in Hawaii, and it's the six-hour time zone difference. So you know, their their you know nine to five is is you know three o'clock to to midnight, and that's been that's we would never even entertain that uh, pre-COVID. You know, get you know get your ass in the office, got to be there, um, and it helped us a lot allowed us to look at things differently and helped us realize that people can do their job from a lot of different locations. We have all hands sales meetings now. Um, in an auditorium with cameras and microphones and helps us bring some, some, some unity across all of our different locations. So I don't know what I would do without, without teams. Um, I wish I had some really cool equipment or, or hardware I could speak to, but I think connectivity and, and getting the teams to, um, you know, collaborate and continue to build good culture and energy is, is really what I think it's all about. Where do you, you know, where do you see the future of selling food service, right? It's uh, 2029 in New York. You know, where, where do you, what are you seeing? What are you hearing out there in regards to, you know, evolution technology of how we're going to market? And, you know, are you guys investing in uh, electric vehicles and, you know, any type of, new innovation that you guys are evaluating? I think on the sales side, you know, there's, there's so much data and with everyone's menu now online and with the, the, the you know, the you know, web scraping becoming cheaper and cheaper by the day and, you know, engineering and just the power of, you know, what you can do from a, a data gathering and execution standpoint, uh, it's going to be extremely easy for sales folks um, to go in prepared. This is the menu. We know the ingredients. We've already, you know, here's your pricing. Um, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people have that. Someone really sophisticated um, in the tech world told me just recently that the technology will, will become a commodity. You know, we use technology in our platform to really differentiate ourselves from, from, from our competition. The competition has been catching up as technology has become uh, cheaper and more readily available. And they said to me, the, but you do the hard stuff really well. And the hard stuff is, you know, you show up on time in full uh, with, a, with, a, with a smiling, you know, salesperson who's, who's willing to roll up their sleeves and get behind the line if that's what, it's, what it takes. 
Um, so, but I think the way suggestive selling and information, we're going to make that really easy. Again, why I think that personal relationship is, is so important. Um, I think loyalty uh, programs will continue to, to roll out, right? How do we learn from the, the airlines and, um, you know, how do we earn your loyalty by giving you better delivery times, better pricing, um, you know, possibly more access to farm trips or, or whatnot. Um, electric will come, obviously. Um, I think we have a little bit of time on that. Um, I think we'll be talking a lot more about regenerative and sustainable farming. Um, I think hopefully we're talking more about flavor uh, and not just uh, commodity product. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 excited, and you know I'm sure it's going to be completely different from what I just said. But you know, like you were alluding to earlier, you know, travel, talk to your um, talk to the people in your industry, and also talk to people outside your industry. You know, there's a lot of different distribution um, companies and industries out there from electronics and 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 whatnot. Learn learn out there. Be curious. You know, we. My, the sign of my desk when I got here was there's no such thing as B2B or B2C. It's H to H, human to human. And mm -hmm. I, took a, I took a consumer retail lens for our website and, and what we wanted to do. And, um, you know, we all, we all go through the same thought processes and how we purchase items, whether it's for your family or for your restaurant. Um, and, you know, I, we, we basically took an e-commerce model and applied it to, to food distribution. Um, so I think we'll continue to keep our eyes open and, and see who, who's doing things in, in a different and interesting way and, um, hopefully continue to, to differentiate ourselves from the pack. Amazing. We're coming up on time. A couple last questions is, um, you know, one, what's a legacy you'd love to leave at Baldor when you walk away, whenever that time period is, you know, what, what are you looking to achieve and, and how do you want people to remember Ben? You know, that's a great question. You know, it's, it's interesting that you asked that today. It's our, it's our president, Michael Music's last day, and he's been with the organization 28 years. And if you're in the industry, you know, who Michael Music is, he, he's, he's a legend, a uh, force to be reckoned with. Uh, he brings a bazooka to a small knife personality, fight. small tiny, personality, tiny personality. And, um, you know, he always says, you know, no surrender. And, 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 you know, he, he helped build this company and, and got to a great place. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, in my role, I'm going to do things differently than him. And, um, you know, and I hope when I hang up the cleats one day, um, I hope they see that I helped differentiate and bring food distribution and the way it's conducted to a different level. And I mean, that is, you know, we do it with swagger. We do it and have fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously, um, but we, we do it right. You know, we do what we say we're going to do. We have the best service levels in the industry, continue to find the best uh, value, but also um, we do our part in building a better planet and a better plate. We do that through flavor. We do that through supporting small local farms. Um, we do that, you know, we just, flew down to a blueberry farm in, in Florida that Dan Barber let us know about. And the farmer told us that we saved the farm. 
and we sold his whole crop last year. Uh, that's that's what we do. I hope we can figure out how to scale that. You know, I think Baldor has the brand and ability uh, to be all over the country. I hope I can help do that. Um, and yeah, I hope I hope I can be one of the members that help bring Baldor to more people, and by helping um, more food producers along the way. Amazing. Last question. How, how does, uh, Ben get inspired? You know, how, who, what inspires you to, you know, wake up and be the leader that you are and, and the innovator that you are? Um, is it a book? Is it a person? Is it a scenario? Is it a podcast? Like, you know, what fuels you to, you know, to, to operate at the level that you operate? You know, that's a good question. You know, I, I think, you know, I think I'm just ultra, ultra competitive. You know, I played, played sports at a young age. You know, I've always, um, I've been on the outside looking in a lot, gotten, you know, picked over and, you know, got cut from varsity baseball and, you know, had to scrap my way into college, scrap my way into business school. Um, and so, you know, I think I've always had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder and I've always wanted to prove myself and win. And, um, and it's just fun. You know, I, I feel like it's, a, a, you know, we play a big board game every day and it's exciting to, to get up and, and figure out how to do it better each day. And, um, you know, in business, you have a good scoreboard that shows your success and how you're doing. And uh, I just, I, I get a kick out of it. I'm having a blast. I've been here, you know, 11 years and um, no, no, no uh, sign of me coming to any, any, any slowdown or stop here. And, you know, it just, you know, and I do it for our, for our employees, you know, and I do it for our customers. And, you know, we got 2,500 associates. That's 2,500 families that we're responsible for. Um, so, like, I need to help bring the, the, the edge and the inspiration and the ideas on what's going to keep us performing as a business so all those families get the better of their lives. And um, that's a lot of uh, – that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tall order, you know. And um, But – Hell, it's, it's, it's fun getting to do it, and, and I, I couldn't think of anything else I'd rather do. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that's a wrap for the first inaugural episode of, of uh, the podcast in hopes that uh, this can be a resource to those looking to better themselves in distribution or just in food service in general. I think there's more similarities across the country if you're in the business than there are differences. And sometimes having the uh, ear of a fellow peer across the country can be something that benefits you when you have a problem or you're looking to, how do I ask my boss for a promotion or what's my next career step? Um, and I hope that the guests that we feature and, and what we talk about can be of value to those um, in the business or if you just love food and you want kind of a backseat of like what actually goes on in the industry, maybe we can shed some light on that. Ben, huge admiration to you and the whole team at Baldor. Thank you for taking a chance and being our first guest. Um, we appreciate you. And Ian, we appreciate you. Thank you for reaching out those many years ago and, you know, inviting, a, you know, this, this New York based food distributor to Louisville, Kentucky to, to look under the hood. You know, we learned a lot from that trip and, uh, you know, we, we respect, you know, your tenacity and your willingness to connect people. And, you know, we get stuck in our bubble and, you know, you really, 
you know, take the phone call, you know, answer that email, get to know people. You know, we're all here to support each other and always, always respected you for that. You've become a good friend over the years. I wish you all the best in your, your new role and with your new company. And thanks for having me on my first ever podcast. Appreciate it. Amazing. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Dan. Be well, man. See you, buddy. Cheers.